0: Thank you for choosing the Dr. Whisperer podcast to listen to. August is National Wellness Month. And if you know me, you know I'm not just going to be focusing on physical. It's all about our mental wellness. So we also really appreciate your feedback here about the show. If you have any thoughts or suggestions or questions, we want to hear from you. So if you're listening on Anchor or Spotify or Apple, click the voice message link in the show notes. Of course, if you prefer to send us an email, you could do so at 13th Avenue Media at gmail.com because you know this podcast is powered by 13th Avenue Media. So don't forget to subscribe, and certainly we'd love a review if you're enjoying it and pass it on to your friends. It's all about passing it on. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Well, I think I've done over 70 shows and I have yet to have on a pediatrician. So lucky you that you've tuned in today because God knows we need awesome. to talk to a pediatrician. So thank you so much for joining us. I'd like to bring everybody, Dr. Regina Hardin, to the show. Say hello, Regina. Hi, hello, everyone. It's very exciting. I w- we had a nice little chat before we get started today. I wanted to, uh, to talk about ADHD and, you know, the way to do pediatrics in 2020 before we got started. So I'm very happy to bring you Dr. Hardin. She, she's, going to, she's going to help you today, trust me. So stay tuned. Um, Dr. Hardin, let me first ask you, how long have you been in this Tampa Bay community?
1: I have been in the Tampa Bay community. I was actually born in the area. I was born in St Petersburg so I am a St Petersburg native. Yay. I love,
0: it. <laughs> I love yeah. Go ahead. And then you went to school in Atlanta?
1: I did. I did medical school in Atlanta, and then I came back home to do my internship year at the University of South Florida in Tampa. So, and then after that, I did go back to Atlanta to finish residency, and I stayed in that area for the most part. I did move back to St. Petersburg in 2014 so that I could be closer to my parents who are Mm -hmm. still here. So they are happy that I have moved back as well. So I've been in the area since
0: that. Oh, that's fantastic. So um, like many of you know out there, I ran pediatrics. Um, I was the administrator of one locally in Clearwater and Oldsmar for eight years. Um, I left that practice uh, seven years ago and started the Dr. Whisper because I knew one thing was for sure, that all doctors needed help with business. Yes. (laughs) We don't get that training in medical school. And we don't want you to because we want you to stay really amazing with helping our children, right? Uh, Yes. When people say to me, you know, Dr. Sharon are so bad at business. I'm like, good, please keep them that way so they can focus on what they're good at. Like, I really suck at accounting. You don't want me to be your accountant. I promise you that. So we leave that (laughs) up to the experts, right? So now we have... Good point. Branch, you have branched out um, on your own, which I'm very, very happy about. Um, you focus, well, you have a love, let's say, for ADHD, which I mm-hmm. do too, near and dear to my heart. And I know a lot of people want to hear about um, your thoughts about attention deficit, because it's such a big, big factor with um, a lot of children today.
1: It is a big factor and, you know, in schools, you know, a lot of um, what we have, you know, been under the impression, you know, it's been ADHD, you know, could be, you know, a lot of other different things. Unfortunately, when we have a child who may not be learning or who might be getting into trouble, uh, that's going to be one of the first things that you know that you know that might be brought up. Oh, maybe they have ADHD. But you know, a lot of it, you know, a child who has anxiety. You know, could be acting out because they don't want to do whatever it is you're trying to get them to do a child who, you know, is depressed to maybe, you know, inattentive And sort of sitting back and you might say, oh, maybe they have attention deficit or they may have some or the other sort of learning disability. So, you know, one of the things that I, you know, work for is to make sure that we have an accurate diagnosis. And so that is, you know, one of my, you know, primary goals because, you know, of course, you know, with treatment, you know, you have to decide, are we going to do behavioral management? Are we going to do medication management? And that is a big decision for families to make. So you want to make sure you have it right.
0: Yes. So you do um, a thorough exam. So here's, here's the thing that I love about what you're doing. There's many things, but let me start with this one. As somebody who ran a pediatric practice, I know firsthand that the doctor just is not allowed a lot of time with the patient, they're just not. And that's in most medical offices that are run by insurance. So we're gonna talk about the difference of what you're doing in comparison to this. But we would see in my practice, um, Mike, up to 100 patients a day sometimes with four doctors. Now that's, it's, it's crazy to keep up with that kind of schedule. By the time lunch came, you know, they were like, oh, my God, like, just give me five <laughs> minutes to breathe. Right. The to the hospital beforehand, you know, they're seeing the babies right when they're born. Mm-hmm. There's so much that goes into being a pediatrician. Um, your uh, your practice allows for the opportunity to spend a little more time, which would enable you to make a diagnosis that, you know, is not it like thing that does. Comes your mind, Right. It does, right.
1: So my practice is a new concept or at least a new concept to pediatrics called direct primary care. So I don't um, work with any of the insurance plans. I'm direct, you know, I have direct, the families have direct contact with me. You know, I can spend as much time as I want with the family for whatever reason I want without, you know, the confines of having to see so many patients in order to make, you know, in order to make ends meet. So I can spend, you know, for, especially with, you know, an ADHD evaluation, that's going to take at least an hour, you know, and, you know, routinely, we don't have an hour to spend with patients, we can only spend, you know, maybe 15 minutes or so. So I, you know, do offer you know those extended visits, you know, with without any wait time. I don't, I don't have a waiting room. You know, if your appointment is at two o'clock, you are seen at two o'clock. You know, no you, way. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and so you know, the plan is, you call and you you text me or whatever it is to you know let me know that you're waiting and you know I let you in and we see you because you know of course you know with the days of COVID you know the way that we're seeing patients now is a little bit different anyway.
0: So let's talk about that because you know um, there's only one specialty that I haven't spoken with since Mm -hmm. doing the show and we're 75 shows in um, and that's pediatrics. What? Yeah I know I know it's been busy. Um, and I, I've been wanting to, so I was so happy to get connected to you through Jessica Revelli of Working Women at Tampa Bay. I know that you had been following um, along on Instagram with me, which was right. Great because, um, but I, I'll tell you the truth. When this first started, I was so grateful I wasn't running a practice. Now I know that might sound selfish to some of you. But I could not even imagine. It's already so stressful. Mm -hmm. But then to be running a practice with 33 employees, two offices, a night division. Oh my God, like everything changes. Everything comes to a halt. You have to redo everything. Right. The thing that there's so many things I love about what you're doing. But one of them is that you could actually go to somebody's home.
1: Yes, that is an offering of mine as well. I am a home visit pediatrician too. So I can come see you and we can follow the, you know, appropriate, you know, social distancing guidelines, all of those things that I can see your child, you know, on your porch, I can see your child, you know, in on the back porch, you know, under the carport, however, you know, you, you'd like to do it. And so I know a lot of families don't want to have to go out, especially, you know, even to, to visit the pediatrician because they're afraid of, coming into contact with, you know, some of the other things. But, you know, I try to limit all of those as much as possible, and I make it convenient for the family. However it is you want to see me, whether it be via telehealth, virtually, um, that as well. If you want to speak to me by phone, if you want to text me, you will get me directly. So you'll get me directly. So you I don't have it. to worry about, you know, all
0: We're in a a different land. So the fact that you, I know when I was running a pediatric practice, one of the things that most parents were concerned about were coming to the office because there were going to be other sick kids around. Mm -hmm. So you no longer, you don't have a waiting room. Exactly. You've eliminated a problem. You also have telehealth. So how, how does that work with your company right now?
1: So what you would do is you would call, we would make, a, you would make a, an appointment for a virtual visit and then we would connect through my EMR, my electronic medical record system. And then I would see you just as I would see you in person. Now, of course it couldn't be virtually as extensive as it could be in person, because you know, there are some things you just have to see in person. So, and if you know, we deemed that to be you know, the concern, then I would of course see you in person, either in the office or either for a home visit. So I But if to talk- you've got like a, you know, if you've got a cold or if you've got a rash, of yeah. course, or if you have a fever and you want, you know, some advice um, as to how, you know, how best to go forth, then, you know, a, a virtual visit would be okay for that.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay, everybody. So I won't even, this is 2020. This is in the world of COVID-19. We're not going to be like, oh my God, telehealth. No, this is, this is the world that we live in now, everybody. Okay. I have gone to see two doctors now via telehealth for myself. Mm-hmm. My stepson has gone to see his dermatologist via telehealth, my husband. So we're all doing Yes, it. Parents, exactly. You know, everybody, you know, that has said that, you know, oh, we have to go in person. Okay. My parents are very happy now that I've taught them how to do telehealth. And I don't know if they're ever leaving their homes again. <laughs> so. That's what I want during COVID-19. I want to keep everybody safe. We should want to keep everybody safe and prevent the spread of this virus. Right? Right. Right. So the other thing I I want to dispel some of the rumors. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what people think about. Hey, quick interruption on this amazing podcast. They are the only ones that are integrated with Zoom. And if you mention this podcast or you mention the Facebook show, they're going to hook you up with three months for free. Follow them on Facebook and on Instagram. Ty Technology rocks. Direct primary care is too expensive. And why would I go to something that my insurance doesn't cover? Well, um, let's talk about, we just compared it to how much Starbucks everybody's drinking. You know, there's, there's a lot of cost to coming to the things that we want. If you want a physician, first of all, it's not expensive, and I'm going to let you talk about that. In okay. my opinion, direct primary care is like the only way to go. Direct primary care for pediatrics, for all of the people in my life that have said, Sharon, you don't know anybody that's doing direct primary care yet in pediatrics. Well, here she is, everybody. Okay. I have brought her to you. This is is fantastic news for all of us. Um, This is a system that works because you want to have access to your doctor via text, via, you know, um, having an hour long consult and not being rushed out the door because you forgot to ask a question because you were being rushed. Do you have other, um, you have like medical assistants or nurse practitioners? Is it just you, the doctor?
1: It's just me. Just me, (laughs) just me. So you would get me on the phone. You would get me whenever you called, whenever you came in. So, you know, no worries about seeing anyone different because I'm the only provider with my practice. So.
0: So, what is it? What has it been like for um, the children that you have seen um, or or spoken with during this time of COVID nineteen?
1: Well, a lot of families, I think, you know, have been concerned because I think primarily with isolation because you know kids, you know, are social people, so they want to be out and they want to see their friends. You know, I have a high schooler at home, right, and so you know she's dating. So it's been, <laughs> I know, so it's just been, you know, a big thing, you know, can, you know, can we see each other, you know, and, you know, some of my friends who have kids, you know, they've said, well, you know, Regina, you know, my my daughter's depressed, you know, what do I do? I mean, I can't, she can't interact with any of her friends. So, you know, I would just suggest, you know, with Zoom now, Zoom is another platform that we're able to use to see each other. So, you know, that would be a suggestion, you know, have a get together, you know, on Zoom, you know, something like that, Um, you know, allow some outside time, especially, you know, you can go for a walk around the neighborhood without, You know, coming into you know really close contact. You know, you have to to get out there. You have to get some sun. We have to live our lives. We will, yeah, for sure,
0: live our lives. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, I'm really excited. I almost I've been thinking like maybe I want to ask the audience what questions they have, and maybe we can do another Mm -hmm. part two because yeah. yeah, As soon as I posted that you were coming on, I got a lot of engagement. (laughs) Okay. And because I have so many friends that really want access to their doctors you know mm-hmm. um, that that doesn 't require uh, getting in the car and getting the kids ready, you know driving into the office. they want somebody that is more you know twenty twenty focused and, and that is mm-hmm. you so tell me about the pricing model
1: so my pricing model will be age based or tiered based on age it will be it will start out at a higher price point especially for infants because we do have to involve vaccinations we do have to see you know the babies you know more than we would have to see say a teenager right right? you might not ever get sick at all maybe once or twice a month but you're going to see your babies you're going to see them at least three or four times a month Mm -hmm. and so you know with that i'll have you know one cost where, you know, you can come in, you know, as much as you need to come in without having to worry about an additional copay. Mm-hmm. you know, like if you have an insurance that would have, say, a high deductible, you know, you have to, you know, pay the, the amount that you're responsible for, you know, if you come one time a month, if you come three or four times a month, if you haven't met your deductible, And if that cost is, you know, say a hundred bucks, you've got to pay a hundred dollars every time you come in. So, you know, we eliminate that. So the only extra cost that you might have might be for vaccines and, and those can be worked out as well. So those can be you know obtained from the pharmacy we can get those from the pharmacy and sometimes the pharmacy can actually get those covered through insurance so there are ways that we can work that out I love that. Yeah, yes mm-hmm. and then you know for like labs and x-rays and things like that we have pre-negotiated um, costs that are much lower than oftentimes that you would even get through insurance so yeah. and it's just yeah and it's just a kind of like a You know, a mindset, you know, we kind of, you know, we'll say, well, we have to have insurance to do this, you know, to do that. But, you know, you really, you know, can, you know, save your insurance for the big things for like, you know, hospitalizations and things like that, that will cost, you know, so.
0: Yeah. So, um, I'm just so excited about this, <laughs> and and I get caught up in these conversations. I forget I'm interviewing somebody. So um, I love that you have this and that you work with people. You know, I know that there is um, a direct primary care physician that belongs also um, to Working Women in Tampa Bay. She's adult medicine. Got it. And, got it. Yeah, and I know that when we went over the pricing structure. My goodness, the savings was actually unbelievable. So whatever anybody that's listening or watching is thinking about a cost when it comes to direct primary care, especially for pediatrics, Uh whatever it is that you think, just throw that out. Just throw it out because there are so many innovative ways of obtaining what you need without going through the insurance mess. I mean, let's just be real. It is a a mess today that this um, plan, this card that you hold is dictating how you're going to get the best care. The best care can come through these wonderful programs like direct primary care that have memberships, that have texting available with your doctor, that have telehealth available with your doctor. Um, Right, right. This, this is a big thing. And so everybody knows, you know, when it comes to pediatrics and you want to go into the well room and not be around the sick kids. Right. But come on, people. Like, you could really, you can catch more germs in line at Publix. <laughs> <laughs> and now with, you know, anxiety and depression, yeah. the kids are living through an unbelievable time. And they need to be able to spend time with the physician that they trust now more than ever and the fact that you can spend that time and then make that Mm -hmm. necessary referral to whoever it might be a psychologist or a psychiatrist that will work with you and collaborate because even with adhd like we were talking about before Mm -hmm. there's a whole team of people that need to corral and help the children when they are most
1: Right. And imagine those kids with with IEPs and 504s, you know, 504 plans that, you know, where in school they had all of, you know, these resources. So now families are left trying to figure it out as far as, you know, you know, how am I going to get the same help if my child is doing school at home?
0: Yes.
1: So it's, yeah, there's a lot, you know, a lot happening currently.
0: A lot. And now with, you know, I know Cooper just started back today. <laughs> today is his first day back in school. He goes to a, a private school and, you know, there's a lot of fear, not, not so much for him, mm-hmm. more for me, you know, that he's going to walk into a place where there's a good chance that he could contact COVID-19 and mm-hmm. we're just going to have to wait, but to know that if I needed to speak to you, I could right away is a a huge gift and a huge blessing so i have just decided we're going to do a part two i want everybody that has questions specific questions i want you to put them in the comments below or even if you're just listening on the podcast Mm -hmm. in our show notes they have a way to contact me and and ask any question and then the next time you come on we can have a, a great conversation and get more specific about the questions that everybody has
1: yeah that would be great that would be great Dr. Hardin, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. You you know one funny hand? thing about my daughter, yeah. <laughs> she started school today as well. She started the, the St. Pete College dual enrollment program. So their classes started today, but her school starts next Monday. So today she's like, you know, she says, school? I have school today? I say, yes, your, your class starts today, right? She goes, oh, college, that's the same as school. I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> oh my God, come on, come on. And it's been sort of, you know, trying to even, because kids have been at home since March, right? Mm-hmm. They've been at home since March. So now, you know, we've got to sort of get them back into the routine of going to bed at night, you know, getting up every day and, and focusing on school.
0: Right. So come on. Are you kidding? Oh. At 10 o'clock last night, we had a phone call from Cooper. He stayed at his mom's last night. Like I mentioned, he's my stepson. Uh-huh. And he asked how he was getting home. I'm like, come on, kid. You're 16 now. <laughs> right. Do that out on your own. <laughs> Not 10 o'clock the night before we go to school, but really and truly, you know, I say that, but we even have to be a little more patient even more so today because the kids have been at home yeah. and going back into socialization. They're going to be so excited to see their friends. Uh-huh. How are we going to keep those masks over their noses? I have no idea. But <laughs> We'll all work together as a community. Thank you again for joining us, Dr. Harden. I look forward to having you back. Um, I- I'm going to say hopefully if you're available next week, so we can get some questions answered um, because I know people have a lot of concerns, especially now with the kids going back to school. You're a a hot commodity.
1: Very good, thank you so much. I'd love to come on again. Thank you, thanks for having me. Thank you.
0: Don't forget to check out Thai Technology. Anyone that mentions this podcast or the Facebook show will receive three free months of service. TIE Technology. Check them out.